I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. You don't know the power of the dark side. Let's not stand on ceremony here. That's right. I am Chris. That is Paul. We make up the uh, the show that is the Rock in a Hard Place podcast. We're a little discombobulated right now because apparently we are beset with uh, with poor technology at the moment. So, uh, Paul, how are you doing? <laughs> I am doing well. <laughs> a lot better than you at the moment, I think. So, yeah. You know, it, well, it, when you when you get away from this for a few weeks and then suddenly you come back to it, it's like all of a sudden, how does all this work again? It seems. Uh, no, actually, we're having legitimate technical difficulties. So I'm just trying to smile and nod and and make everything work properly. Yes. So. Which is always fun. <laughs> yes, it is always fun. No, it is not always fun. I would I would much rather just be able to sit down and chat with you and uh and call it good than to have to deal with technical difficulties but that's you know i'm i'm kind of lazy that way okay well let's move on to happier things how was scott stapp scott stapp was fantastic actually um tim and i got down there so he had a deal through the concert promoter or something like that management somewhere i'm not i'm not totally sure how that worked out i'm hoping at some point he'll pop in and, and fill in the details um that got us passes. We were under the impression they were going to be the VIP passes to where we get like the tour of the bus and you know all of that kind of stuff. Um, so we got there early. We were told that the meet and greet and all that was supposed to start at like 5.30. So we got there and I went up and introduced myself to one of the people that was working there and said, you know, this is the story. Here we are. And he said, okay, well, come with me. And we'll we'll get your passes in just a minute. So we go in there, and there's a few other people that are part of this meet and greet. Now, mind you, the the meet and greet that that they signed up for, um, like the the VIP stuff, th- th- those tickets were like two or three hundred bucks a piece. Oh wow! And there was probably about fifteen people that were there for that for that portion of the the meet and greet. So. We get put in line, and Scott comes... Well, first of all, they hit us up for um, Child Fund, which is one of those... It's like Compassion. They go and they try and help a community. A a great program. I'm certainly not knocking them, but they've got all the VIP. They understand that these are their big spenders, you know, being there for the package. So they, uh, they hit everybody up for Child Fund, and, you know, I turned my packet back in, and I said, you know, we, my wife and I already do a couple of kids through Compassion International, so we're going to... Just, you know, we're not going to go through this. And they were like, oh, okay, cool, no problem, no problem at all. Then we all get in line. Scott comes out, and he stands behind that, um, or he stands in front of that that, uh, picture background that I sent you the the copy of us with. And everybody goes through, and literally, he had like 30 seconds per person. Right. So it gets down. Tim and I are at the back of the line because we didn't pay, so we didn't feel like we had any you know any need to like jump the line and honestly pictures for me with artists are just kind of weird um i don't see the need to go do that like i'm there to talk to them i'm there to enjoy their their show i'm not a real big selfie guy i mean are you that way too like do you feel the need to like snap pictures to prove that you were there and met them 
Not necessarily. To me, I think it's not necessarily to prove that I was there and met them as much as it is. It helps me remember the experience. Like, I'd almost totally forgotten about meeting Demon Hunter at a guitar center for an acoustic show until it randomly popped up in my Facebook like, oh, well, this happened like four years ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was rad. I forgot about that. Gotcha. So I think it's more of a memory for me. And then, of course, last year at the Dove Awards, I did the, the Dovey's thing, you know, where I was like, how many pictures with, with artists can I get? Um, and that was just kind of for fun. And to me, it was just an excuse to get to, to say, hi, I'm doing this. It's just some goofy little thing, and I'm trying to see how many I can get. Right. You want to do it with me? And to me, it was just an easy intro to be able to talk to him as opposed to be like, hey, I run a show that doesn't play your music. How's it going? <laughs> so, so that know. was, yeah, but for me, it's, it's like, okay, meeting them is one thing. I just, I've never felt like I had to, um, I, I never felt like I had to have my picture taken with, an artist that just I, to me that's always seemed kind of strange and maybe it's uh, you know I can be a bit shy sometimes so maybe that has something to do with it that they're like famous and I'm not so really but I I don't know why anyhow so it was really awkward Tim was kind of the same way he's like yeah it's a little weird doing this so we went up and we introduced ourselves as being from Broken FM and he had actually Scott had actually called in and talked to Tim on live on the air earlier in the day so he remembered talking to Tim and you know I introduced myself as being broken FM and uh, literally we got about 30 seconds with him and then as soon as we were done he's like okay guys thanks for coming really appreciate it but right now I gotta go give these people a tour of my bus and so they go off and we're supposed to find this guy named Eric who's supposed to have our passes so we find Eric and Eric says oh your passes are going to be at the box office when they open the box office to start giving people their will call tickets and stuff. So Tim and I are like, okay, no problem. We'd planned on going to get something to eat anyhow in between. So I'm like, well, what time does the box office open? And he's like, uh, I think around seven. I'm like, but everything says the show starts at seven. So I'm a little (laughs) discombobulated. You know, things are just kind of weird. And I'm wondering what it is that we're going to, you know, what, what are these, these quote-unquote passes that we're going to end up having. So we go and, uh, and grab a bite to eat, and we come back, and we're standing in line with the unwashed masses as we're waiting on the... Uh, <laughs> the unwashed masses. Yeah, like yeah. As we're, as we're waiting on the, uh, the, the doors to open for us to be able to go up to the box office and get our, and get our, our you know passes in air quotes just because at this point i honestly don't know what they are we uh finally we're in line and then they're like oh well the line can't be over there so you all need to kind of flip and move over to this side of the line uh in order so everybody moves and they're keeping their places everything's you know fine everybody's amicable they're all trying to do their best scott stapp singing impersonation which is mostly terrible but um so we get to the point finally where they say, "Okay, if you have your tickets, stay here. But if you if you're if you're on a list, or if you're here to pick up will call tickets, you need to move up and and go to the box office." So we get up to the box office, and Tim says, "Hi, I'm Tim, Broken FM. We got passes here." And then she's asking me if my name is Edward, and I'm like, uh, "I think both of the tickets are under Tim's name, so I don't." I don't think my name's going to do you any good. And she finally pulls out this sheet of paper, and she's like, oh, yeah. And she goes over, and she unzips, and she hands us these um, the stickers. And it's basically all-access stickers that have just VIP on them and then the date. 
And she says, uh, go ahead and come on in. This gives you, you know, like backstage and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, we walk in there and the, the Mystic in Petaluma is a really small venue. Um, right. There is not a lot going on there. They've got a center section that's kind of um, barred off and there's tables and chairs because the Mystic also has a restaurant attached to it. So you can like go buy your food and then come in and sit and watch the show. And then it's got a large section between... Uh, where we were that barred off section and the front of the stage that's like a big dance floor for people to be able to go up and, and stand and, and do all of that. So we come in, and, and literally Tim and I and the crew were like the only people in the venue at that particular moment. And we're told that these are backstage passes, but Tim and I are like, do we really want to try and go backstage? <laughs> you know, is there anything worth us really going backstage for we already met scott he knows we're here what are we going right. to do if we go backstage except probably get in the way yeah so we opt to uh we opt to just hang out and we ended up getting great seats right there at the front of the bar area the the table area and the first band comes out and they were called bridge to grace and you'd okay. think that it, what i said okay yeah <laughs> well that's what we said we're like who are these guys and and so we're looking through, like, I go on Wikipedia to try and find out some information about these guys. Well, their first radio play single was called Female Dog. Like, that actual... Oh. <laughs> the actual word. Okay. Nice. And so Tim and I are like, okay, well, um, I guess we know where this band's coming from. They're a band out of Atlanta, Georgia. They played a five or six song set. They, the, stylistically, they were really good. Lyrically, to me, they left a lot to be desired because, you know, it's not our style of music. But I felt kind of funny because they got like three songs into their set and they actually said from the stage, we hear there's some radio people in the house tonight. If you like what you hear, you know, come find us or contact management or whatever. You know, we'd love to connect with you and <laughs> all of that. All of that like, See us? We're the wrong tree. Wrong tree here. <laughs> so... So, yeah, I leaned over to Tim, and we kind of had a chuckle about how that's great and all, but we probably won't, <laughs> we probably won't have anything to, to do with that. But, uh, I mean, they didn't sound bad. Like, as, as far as a band I've never heard of before is concerned, they, they had a really good live sound. I wasn't um, annoyed by it or anything. Um, so, and then it took them a few minutes after their set was done to get Scott's stuff set up. And in the meet, you know how normally in between sets they play they play music, you know, while the the band is up there getting their stuff on and and all of that kind of stuff. But I, it, it was literally at the same volume as the concert. Oh, yeah. No. So normally, I mean, I wear earplugs when I go to shows because I like my ears and I like being able to hear. And because I'm a I'm a DJ and I listen to music and that kind of stuff, I feel like. My hearing is a very important part of who I am <laughs> just as a, you know, as a professional. So I have my earplugs in, and when the first band got done, I popped the earplugs out thinking, oh, they're going to turn this down. They never did. It stayed at that volume the entire time they were getting the stage set up for Scott. Oh, boy. So I shove my earplugs back in, and I mean, people are on the dance floor. They're trying to talk to each other, and you, everybody's doing the lean in and talk right into the person next to them's ear, um, you know, just trying to get right in there so that they can see what's going on or hear what the other person is trying to say. 
So um, finally got done with that. Scott came on. He played a fantastic show. I have absolutely zero complaints about his performance at all. He sounded exactly like he sounds on the album. He sings his songs exactly like they are on the album. He does not deviate, which for me personally is a um, for me personally is a good thing. Just because they, um, I, I feel like the the fans have a better opportunity to get engaged with the songs when they play them live as close to being on the CD as possible. Um, right. And that may be just a personal preference. I don't know if you feel the same way at all. Um, I, I go back and forth. I mean, if they, if they can do it and they can do it like dead on, that's awesome. On the other hand, I also enjoy it and like it whenever bands will add something different that kind of makes it interesting and enjoyable and just something that you know you're only going to see that one time. Right. I think that that's pretty, pretty dope as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I go back and forth. I, I appreciate both. I think, I think what's worst is when... You just can't. I think the, the worst live setup is just when you can't hear something. Like when the vocals are just way turned down compared to everything else, and it just gets lost in the mix. That's usually when I get annoyed, and, yeah. or if they're just terrible performers. I mean, you know, obviously, but well, totally. I you know, and I I can understand and respect that opinion. I mean, completely. I you know personally, I prefer it when it's closest to the album. That's that's my thing. So I'm you know I'm I'm loving it. Um, and it was actually, uh, William is in the chat room right now and he's, he's saying, you know, true singing or backtracking and no, he sang, I mean, you could definitely tell that he was actually singing everything that was coming out and it, it sounded really, really good. I was quite impressed with his stage presence, um, the way that he interacted with the band, the way that he interacted with the audience, everything was, everything was legit from what I could tell that he was not. Uh, lip syncing or anything. Uh, he didn't have any assistance uh, from uh, from any CD tracks or anything like that. So, again, it was it was a good show. I'm glad I went. Um, the show didn't actually start until eight. Scott didn't come on until almost nine, and he played until um, about ten twenty or ten thirty. He did the whole thank you, good night, walk off the stage, but the house stays dark, so you know there's an encore coming. <laughs> and then when yeah. he when he first came back out, it was all about the uh you know, he he did the whole child fund pitch to the whole crowd. Okay. Get cool. people to sign up on it and uh and then he played uh two or three more songs in that and it ended up and then he, he closed the show. But I mean he played he played most of his uh, Creed classics, you know, he did uh, one, um, he did Sacrifice, he did With Arms Wide Open, um, and uh, uh, Higher, of course, and then he did a few off of his uh, solo album. He did uh, Jesus is a ro- or Was a Rock Star off of the solo album, and he did Proof of Life and, and uh, stuff like that. He also did One Last Breath, which is an older Creed song that's uh, really good. So again, I, no complaints. It was a good show. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I would have, I would have been fine paying money to go see it. Like, ha, if you've gone to a show that you didn't pay for, the the judgment of how good of a 